is weird. I would purposely bite somebody's booty hole if they put it in my face. How'd you do that? I'd scrape my faces all over. <laughs> Ooh, you'd get some. I bet it would itch their butthole so good if it scraped, if it itched. But you would have little pieces. Oh God, no, I would never actually do it. I'm just saying, I just, I really don't I feel like think. You need to do that now. I think it's time for the intro. Stories with India Sky. Um, do you want to tell them which one is which, or should we just like let them guess? I'm Andy. <laughs> I'm Sky. Apparently, since she uh, took Andy. Um, my name is Andrea. Oh, gosh. Okay, so we're going to tell a murder story and a ghost story, or a creepy story. It doesn't really have to be either one, to be honest. We we will tell you some crazy shit. Basically, and I am um, the reason we started this is because we like to hear crazy shit, we like to research crazy shit. So, we're gonna tell you crazy shit so you don't have to research it exactly. Um, we do all the brunt work, and you just get to listen and uh, be creeped out on your drive to work or wherever else you know you're uh, you could be sitting in your bed listen. watching, you could be sitting in your car listening, or you, you could be, be like us and be at work. And you know, um, we listen to stuff like this all the time, yeah. Work. So, we figured we'd do it. Um, decided to jump on the train. So we'll, we're gonna have, we're each gonna have a story. I'm gonna have, um, today I have a murder story. And Skylar has a creepy story. So, um, do you wanna go first? Or do you want me to go first? Um, I'll go first. First of all, we wanted to say that we are from Mississippi, so we decided to, uh, do at home stories. Do, do stories from home. It is not as easy to find creepy stories in Mississippi as you would think. Um, I'm probably, I'm sure. Personal creepy stories, maybe. Personal creepy stories, I have plenty of those, and uh, I, I will probably tell some. But, um, so I decided to do the King's Tavern in Natchez, Mississippi. It's, it's a, it's a little all over the place, but, so, the King's Tavern was built in the 1760s. And it was actually built from scrap pieces of, like, ships and, like, flat river boats. So, like, they hmm. just, yeah, they scrap pieces. It was, you know, uh, reduce, reuse, recycle. Um, Look, they're looking out for the community back in the 1700s. Okay? I know. They just take what they can get. You know, at that they, time, you they had to chop taken... down so many trees. Like, why not just use what you can get? You know what I mean? Okay, that was creepy. <laughs> Um, and they're just looking out for the environment. I appreciate that. Anyways, <laughs> it was originally a blockhouse for, uh, for a Fort Panmure, I think is how you say it. Um, after the, re the Revolutionary War, it actually became available for purchase. And in 1789, Richard King opened it as a tavern and an inn. Um... It operated as a stage stop, a mail station, and a tavern for many years. So, like, all while it was a tavern and an inn, it was all these different things. People would just go pick up their mail. So, basically, it was like a post office and an all-in-one. Um, so, wait a second. You had a hotel, a bar, and a post office all-in-one? 
Yeah. That's not very normal. And it was a stage stop as well. So, like, people would park their stage, you know, like, the, the coaches, the horse. and. Well, yeah, they didn't have 18 wheelers back then. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, obviously. <laughs> they were, look, they was looking out for the environment. They was recycling and reusing back then. Goodness gracious. Um, so, during this time, outlaws started to settle in Natchez. And, um... Mr. and Mrs. King were, because they did all of these things in, in the town, they became very respectable. But outlaws decided to make their, um, their life pretty hard. They preyed on the boatmen and the visitors of the um, inn. They made a living from gambling and robbing the people that would show up at the inn in the tavern. And sometimes that would result in the death of those people that they would rob. Like, they would just kind of kill them off and be like, all right, I'm here to take your money and beat the shit out of you, basically. Um, I feel like they would have made a lot of money off of me. Obviously. I'm, I'm a gambler. Nice. I like to gamble. I feel like casinos probably make a lot of money off of you. Yes. <laughs> it so, is what it is. People have their habits. <laughs> And, I mean, my mind's not that dang bad to where I'm just, like, selling my life. You know what I mean? Like, you're right. You're right. Bills are paid. Like, giving your house note so you can, yeah, no. you can gamble. No, it's just something that I like to do to get away from everything and everybody. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like that was your getaway. Yeah. It was probably theirs, too. I'd be like, peace out, y'all. I'm going to the King's Tavern with my big old dress on. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> drink. Hey, you just walk in. All right, boys, let's have a drink. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I would definitely be one of those girls back in the day one of the nice. guys one of the guys i'm one of the guys now same problem all right so king sold the building in 1817 and that is when it became a pri uh, private residence and fast forward a little bit in the 1970s i'm so sorry in the 1970s the building was purchased and restored by the natchez pilgrimage garden club which i have never heard of in my life a pilgrimage club i don't even know what that is i don't know but i was a little too lazy to kind of like look it up because you know i didn't feel like it was very pertinent to the story so right um <clears throat> and it later became a restaurant in 2013 chef regina and her husband doug brought uh, bought the building um it is said that ghosts of the tavern are waitresses and Richard King's mistress, Madeline, are still there. The story of Madeline is that the King's or is that Richard King's wife um, stabbed Madeline to death after finding out about their affair. Of course, what every 1700 story exactly. would consist of. But they don't really know if that's what happened. They just know that Madeline. So she just insane. randomly killed this girl. Oh, like they don't know if. They don't know if she killed her. They just know that she went missing and they suspected that she did it because she was, you know, Madeline was her husband's mistress. Makes sense. If you're my husband's mistress, I'm probably going to do the same thing. But I'm her husband. Um, so, unexplained events in the tavern include sounds of a baby crying in an empty room mysterious images appearing on mirrors so what is the tavern now it's a restaurant okay and people hear a baby crying where is it, where does the baby come from 
it there was no story behind a baby so i'm assuming maybe like the mistress or the wife you know probably had a baby or something i i really couldn't tell you i didn't find any information on a baby okay um baby crying in an empty room mysterious images appearing in mirrors customers report unseen forces pushing on them or pulling their hair hey <laughs> <laughs> Kind of goes that she wants, apparently. Hey, I'll, I'll go check this place out. Mm -hmm. And could you imagine being a ghost and pulling somebody's hair and they're like, <laughs> Don't do that now. You'll get something started that you can't finish. What is that scary movie? The one scary movie where the the master of the house or whatever yeah. was the ghost. You know? Yeah. And then... um. There is an unoccupied bed uh, giving off warmth as if someone is lying in it. But no one's there. <laughs> um, oh, wait. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. Um, right. In the 1930s, this is where, you know, I guess a lot of the issues come from. In the 1930s, three skeletons were found hidden in the wall behind the fireplace. Scandalous. Yeah. Two men and one woman. The woman was suspected to be Madeline. The How can you tell if it's a woman's skeletal remains and a man's skeletal? Oh, you know why? Because men have one more. One, one less. less rib. One less rib. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And, well... Um, a jeweled dagger, which how rich do you have to be in the 19, you know, or in the, the 1700s to have a jeweled dagger? I feel like exactly. my bougie self would have had a jeweled dagger. A bedazzled. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I That's think. That's probably uh, like where the bedazzler came from. Could you imagine them stabbing somebody and be like, oh my gosh, you got blood all over my rhinestones. Um, um No. <laughs> I guess that you know I mean, me you either. Not, your blood is not good enough to touch my dagger. <laughs> Sorry. I'm a peasant, apparently. Um, and they they actually assume that, that it was found with the remains, and they assume that the dagger is the murder weapon, but again, they're not really sure because, I mean, they didn't have, like, DNA or anything back well, then. Well, I mean, I feel like that's a pretty I mean, they place had... to hide it, but I wonder if the people from the 1930s, like, leading up from whenever they were killed all the way up to then, I wonder if people were, like could smell well how was, long have they been rotting in there well, i mean it was bricked in like they were behind so a brick imagine wall. opening it and releasing all those fumes yeah it would probably smell <gasps> pretty bad it would probably smell pretty bad but i feel like after them being in there that long it would just be like dust at that point so i mean well that's what i'm saying like how could how could the how were the fumes constantly like releasing themselves and people not smelling it I don't know. Like, dead bodies tend to stink. Have you smelled a dead body? I've always wanted to. Is that weird? No. <laughs> I've always wanted to because people <laughs> say that dead bodies are a smell that you can never forget or you're never going to know what it's like unless you I live know. it yourself. I don't know. Like, I mean, a sick part of me is like, man, I wonder what it would be like to smell a dead body. But then a bigger part of me is like, I really don't want to have that knowledge. Brandon says he's going to go into a house and tell. He can tell instantly if somebody's dead in there. That's Amy, by the way. She's our boss. We've Hi. 
Yes, she will be helping us on the podcast. We hope very soon to maybe get her as a guest or her husband. Um, Until then, you'll just be hearing her talk in the background. Yes. Uh, she's a little background camera bitch. shy, but no, it's okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> background bitch. Holla. Holla. So, um, just so you know, she's a little afraid of the microphone because she does believe somebody is in the microphone. <laughs> yeah. Because made oh. Skylar made a weird noise earlier, and she thought um, it came from the microphone. So, anyways, people were found in the walls. They were bricked in behind the fireplace. Nice. So they found people, or they found the skeletons. The skeletons. Yeah, the skeletons. Which are remains. people. But when you say people, you you. I meant like they have skin. Um, um, well, it depends on how long ago they were buried. And like those. Apparently, 1700s. yeah, in the 1700s. Sorry, so well, nobody I'm really so knows so the time frame of when these people died or who they even are can't use DNA because DNA didn't exist back then. Well, they had DNA, but they don't have DNA testing. Right. But do those skeletal remains have teeth? Yeah, but they can do DNA testing because they didn't they have can. DNA. They can now, but they, would, but they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have gonna... DNA from back then to compare oh, it. Right. True. Yeah. But, but if it was from, no, I'm sorry. I love corralling children, so I wasn't here for the first half of That's this. okay. But is this the one with the royal dagger? Yes. Mm -hmm. So... Anyways, as of now, the King's Tavern is permanently closed. You cannot visit it anymore. Permanently closed? Yeah. I looked at it today. I don't know if it's because of COVID or what, but it's permanently closed, so you can't go see it anymore. Well, I'm sure, like, if you talked to somebody or if you just, like, went without anybody even knowing, you could probably, like, break in and we should do that. Um, for the sake of this, you know, going where other people can see it and uh, you know risk it getting in the hands of police I'm gonna say that I won't do that but not make especially, any promises especially since our, our lovely um, boss slash assistant's husband is a police officer I feel like he could get us out of it um, we'll make him do it with wrong. us we'll make him do it with us so that he can't snitch you That's why I used to do it with my siblings, is I would make them do stuff with me so that they couldn't snitch on me. You know, you remind me of my sister. My sister used to do that to me, and um, I really don't appreciate it. I remember the first time I said a cuss word, I made my sister say the same one with me so that she couldn't tell on me. Nice. <laughs> so keep an eye out on Landon. Because, <laughs> I mean, we built a bond, you know? I learned how to blackmail at a very young age. All right. So what is your story today? So I um, have a story about um, a murderer. And he is from Mississippi. And um, I think you told me he had a really girly name. His name is Jan. Jan. Old Jan. Jan Michael Bronner. Jan Michael Bronner killed four people. But leading up to his murder... Um, to the murder? Oh, his murder. So he does die. Okay. Yes. That's he a little, is currently deceased. But this is a gruesome story about a man who just went crazy one day for no reason, really, to be honest. Like, no reason at all. Like, I just don't see how people can... Everybody hits their breaking point. Well, I guess these people hit their breaking point, but... Yeah. So, anyways, it's from Tate County, which is up near South Haven. Um, and this guy, this happened in 2001, so I was six at the time. Skylar was two. Sky was two. 
Um, our boss late. was <clears throat> in sixth grade. In sixth grade. She was yeah. 12. So I'm six. <clears throat> She's 12. Skylar's two. We're all young bucks at this time. Anyways. So you're old enough to commit a murder with him? Yeah. She was old enough to be able to go on trial for a murder. Fun fact. <laughs> um, so anyways, I guess he uh, was just having a rough day, man. And he wanted to go see his daughter. He wanted to get his daughter. And him and, so him and his wife, his ex-wife, are divorced apparently. Um, they were married for like 10 years. Her name is Barbara. Her mom's name is Jane. Her dad's name is... Up for debate. Carl, I think. Carl, yeah. It was Carl. Sorry, that took that took time. Um, <clears throat> I remember my notes. Um, anyways, so he has a current girlfriend. They've moved on. They're divorced. They got a three-year-old daughter, everything like that. Well, he wants his daughter one day. He's just having a rough day. He goes, sees his ex-wife, tries to get his daughter. Well, yeah, I guess he couldn't get in touch with her, so he goes to their house and just sits around and waits at the house for a while. So, um, as any, you know, normal man does, just waits around for his Baby daddy. Baby daddy issues. sketchy, but whatever. Yeah, I'm, I don't think my <clears throat> child's dad has ever just came to my house and waited on me to get home. Well, he knew you'd take forever. So. <laughs> That's yeah. the truth. You take forever to get to your own house. <laughs> yeah, I really do. So, um, waited for them. Yeah, he, he waited on them to get home. Well, she pulls up, and when she does, he starts asking if he can get his daughter. She says no. Apparently, she has her reasons. I wouldn't say she's a bitter, bitter baby mama, but others might say she was. Um, <laughs> intuition. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say she, she just had good intuition, apparently. So, anyways, she uh, they get into a little argument. Uh, they send... No, they didn't, they didn't send their daughter inside until after their argument. Um, but they get into a little argument. And he runs to the truck and gets his gun. Um, he gets a rifle and he shoots ex-wife in the back. As she's walking inside or is walking he to her room. A, he's like, don't walk away from me. B move. Like, who oh waits to turn him around? He can't even say the word. Like, who waits to, yeah. Who like, waits until, yeah, she was unarmed and whatever. And she turns but, around. Yeah, that was very, very, well, uncalled for, really. Just, just yeah. the whole situation is extremely uncalled for. So, anyways, um, can you turn the light on? No, that's you. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> she... Goes inside, of course. You know, um, he shoots her in the back. Well, then he sends his daughter upstairs to watch TV. Well, how old was his daughter at the time? Three. So he sends her upstairs to watch TV. Well, then he thinks about it as he's walking downstairs to go back to his ex-wife. He thinks about it and he's like, huh, she can identify me in a lineup. This three-year-old child just saw her dad shoot her, her, her mom. 
And just and went she, and watched TV. And just, yeah, first of all, she just went and watched TV. No, she cried, and she was like, how could you do this to my mom? But then she's like, um, he starts thinking about it, and he's like, you know, she can identify me in a lineup. Like, this is not good. So, he runs back upstairs, and he, like, execution style shoots her in the chin and in the forehead. No, execution style's in the back of the head. Yeah, execution style's in the back of the head. So, no, he just shoots her in the chin and in the forehead. He, yeah, just kills her. But he shoots her twice and like straight in the head, like in the face. How could you shoot your three-year-old in the face? How could you shoot anybody in the face? All because she would tattle on him. <laughs> Not only that, but like you shot your ex-wife because she wouldn't let you get your daughter. And then you turn around and yeah, then you turn around and kill her anyway. Like what was the point in that? So, anyways, um, he does that well then. Ex-mom-in-law and ex-dad-in-law get home, and he goes downstairs, and he just starts shooting on them. Shoots the ex-mother-in-law, and then turns around and shoots the ex-father-in-law, and then he steals ex-dad-in-law's wallet and takes $300, which back in 01... Still is not a lot of money. It was a little bit of money, but... But that's less than $100 yeah, per person like, that you just killed. I couldn't, yeah. First of all, yeah, it's less than $100 a person. Second of all, like, how could you shoot your child for $300? Like, I wonder if he knew that there were $300 or if he expected more. My guess is that he probably owed someone some money. Mm -hmm. I think he did owe someone some money. I don't know, though, but you're not paying him back now. So, you said earlier that he is now deceased. So, he, Mississippi killed him, the state of Mississippi, executed him in 2012, June um, 10th, I think. June 10th. Do you know how they? Lethal injection. Um, and it'll actually tell you, like, if you go look it up, Mississippi will actually tell you what they use in their lethal injection. Um... They did say for a while that lethal injection was a very painful way to die, which I always thought that it was not. Yeah, because, you know, I thought that they used, like, a sedative to right, put to you to your, sleep. Or, and, yeah. then, and then um, they would do, like, a lethal dose of uh, whatever. I knew the name of it, but I can't think of it right now. And, you know, it would stop your heart. Yeah, well, I or, always thought that um, it was not a painful way to die because of what you said. Like, I thought they just, like, numbed you in some type of way. Mm -hmm. And then, like, like I, think I thought they, they made it a very peaceful way to die, even though, like, you're still dying. But then again, you killed people, so. Well, I'm saying I but, think now that they, now they actually put you to sleep first. I don't know. Um, his last meal, he requested a last meal, which everybody, before they, they get die, one, yeah. get a last meal. And he wanted a DiGiorno pizza. Which, stay home. Sorry, home. but for my, okay, <laughs> for my last meal, I'm not getting a DiGiorno. Crawfish. I don't I wanna, think I, I would wanna, do seafood. Maybe like steak like and shrimp steak. and lobster. Yeah, and ooh, crab ooh, legs. Or you know, if you wanted to cheat the system, you could do like a um, endless. What is it like the endless bucket of shrimp or whatever? So you could just. Constantly be Constantly, eating a bucket. Yeah, of you just eat like one little piece, you know, every couple of minutes, and there you go. You know, you've just postponed your own death. So, I don't think they see it that way. I think they give you like a time limit to eat. 
Excuse me, but I cannot be rushed. This Not is... only that, but like, why would you want to be on a full stomach right before you go? Because why not? Maybe I'll like fall asleep in the chair or pass out from anxiety. Probably a little bit of both. Uh, I'll probably pass out from I'd probably anxiety throw up, because be like, I just don't, first of all, I don't even want to imagine my own death. Second of all, I am one of those people who are terrified of death. I just know I would be a yeah, hot mess. Because like you don't I, know what's coming next. Like, I you don't know like what's coming next, so. Snotting and crying and, you know, like, just doing that little, you know, like, where kids suck their lip. Please. <laughs> I feel like, well, first of all, we don't have to worry about that because I don't think we're ever going to. Knock on wood, commit anything Is so this real heinous. wood? Um, this table's real wood? Okay, oh we're good. Because I feel like if you knock on faux wood, it just doesn't count. Oh, my God. Could you imagine how many times I've probably knocked on faux wood? That's, that's why. why I mean, you don't have the best of luck. Exactly. That's just something I personally believe. I don't know. Well, I just, I hope and pray that I don't ever, you know, commit anything crazy like that. But anyways, um, so yeah, he requested his last meal. It was a DiGiorno pizza. Two of them. It, it was two. two of them. And what else was in his last meal? A side salad. Um, with ranch dressing. I mean, why didn't they just take him to the Pizza Hut buffet, you know? And, because he killed and people. And a pint of um, Breyers Reese's ice cream and a half gallon of sweet tea. And Breyers is the Dollar General kind. It's I not know. even the good That's kind. That's what I'm saying. Stay humble. Stay humble. Even up to your I think he breath. knew he deserved such a shitty meal. Like, Excuse me, but when I was growing up, that was a queen's meal. We were lucky if we had salad with our pizza. Um, we were parents, lucky if we had two pizzas. See, my parents, my parents had six kids, so we stayed very humble too, and we had to do the same thing. Like we had to, we only got one slice of pizza. Like we didn't get to have as many as we wanted. First of all, second of all. They always threw in a salad to throw off the fact that it was pizza because they were like, you know, I'm going to counteract this wonder, unhealthy pizza with a healthy salad. You I know, wonder like, if anybody ever requested, like, ramen noodles for their last meal. That would be so shitty. Like, who would do what that? What was his last meal? You words? know that they were crazy enough to kill somebody if they were to request <laughs> such a crappy meal for their... I want cup noodle for my final meal. But I think he knew what he did was so heinous that he was like, I don't even deserve some steak and lobster. Like, if you get steak and lobster as your last meal after you just <gasps> killed somebody, you are just as bad as they said you are. No, like, if, if me, if I had, like, a peanut allergy or a shellfish allergy, I would try to get... They're not going to revive you. I know, but and I would gonna try to That's going to be an even more painful death than lethal injection. seafood or something like that, so maybe I could die of anaphylactic shock, like, ha, 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 you couldn't get me, you know what I mean? Like, So I you killed yourself out. instead of letting them kill you. Exactly, like, one last hurrah. That's how you know she's... Up in the head. <laughs> I won't this. give you. I won't give you the pleasure of being able to take me out. I'll do it myself. Cause you know, if you want something done right, that's so messed up. What if they took you to the hospital and then still did it the next day? For the record, I would never scrub my braces against anybody's booty hole.